Good morning and congratulations to the senior class of 2020. And uh, man, what an awesome group of, uh, of young people that are uh, taking the next step here in their year. And uh, it's, I know it's been a difficult year for you. And uh, at least the last few months and plans have changed. But I just want you to know as your pastor, I'm proud of you, proud of what you've accomplished. And, um, and what we want to do real quick is just have a quick word of prayer and, uh, and, and, and pray for our seniors and, and that God would guide your steps in the years to come. And, um, and so let's do it. Would church, will you join me as we pray for our seniors? Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for every one of our seniors this year. They have been through a lot in the last few months, and they've worked hard, so hard to, to, to get to this point in their lives. And, 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 and they've lost many things. They've lost a chance to walk on a platform and receive diploma to the cheers of hundreds of people as they walk across, and they missed that. But God, we know that you have a plan, and we recognize their accomplishment today. And so, God, we thank you for uh, the courage, the courage that they have to face this world coming up. As they step out from graduation of high school into the next level of life, and many of them going to college to further their education. And God, we ask your hands of blessings to be in their lives and guide their steps as they take steps towards you, and, and, and all of this that they will remember. They will remember that you are God, and that you are still on the throne, and that they will draw closer to you, and that their faith will, will grow more in Christ. And so we ask you be with them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, welcome to Late Point Church, and, and um, we're just uh, continuing a series of message called Contagious Joy, Contagious Joy. And next Sunday, we're going to kind of wrap it up. And next Sunday, by the way, is Father's Day. And we've got something special for all the men in our church. But you have to watch the service next Sunday to see what that gift is. And, um, and so next Sunday, be in tune with us as we celebrate Father's Day here on our online services. And, uh, and in case you haven't got the message, uh, we have sent out an email and uh, this past week about more information about our next step here at Lake Point Church going into, coming back into our building and re-entering our services here at the building. And uh, hopefully you had a chance to look at that, but we are looking at the date, July 12th, uh, July 12th, and uh, less than a month from now, and uh, we, we can't wait to get back where we can worship together. And um, here we'll also continue our online services. And in case you're not ready to come back, that's okay. You know, we're going to keep, uh, we're going to keep this going. And, um, but we're going to take a next step on July 12th back to our two services at 9.15 and 11 o'clock. Well, let's look into uh, our message today. And um, hopefully you were able to get a copy of our handout notes and uh, you can download it by texting the word handout to 586 800 
and you can get a handout notes and you can follow along with us or you can follow along through your YouVersion Bible app as well. We've been talking about the difference between happiness and joy. We've been talking about happiness being shallow. Like so many people are living in the shallow end of the pool with their floaties in because shallow Shallow is not deep. I'm sorry, happiness is not deep. You know, shallow is not being very deep. And, and that's what happiness is. Happiness is based on happenings. You know, good luck. And when things are going well, we're happy. When things aren't going so well, we're not happy. But we'll talk about a different is the happiness being on the shallow end. That God got the good stuff of joy, which is on the deep end. And very few people are on the deep end of the pool. They've got their floaties off, and they're going deep. They are going deep. It reminds me of a time when I was uh, about 10 years old, and our family decided to go to a water park in Alabama, Decatur, Alabama. And uh, we, we went to the water park, and, and, and they had all the water slides and the wave pool. And, and they also had an Olympic-sized diving board, uh, three different levels. And I, I think the tallest one is like 35 feet. But as a 10-year-old kid, it looked like it's 100 feet tall. And everybody's like, hey, Scott, why don't you go up and, and, and jump off the high board? And uh, everyone else was doing it. Some were doing it. They were landing in their feet, you know, going straight down. I saw a couple belly smashers, you know, and, 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 and bat smackers. I mean, they were hurting themselves, diving off that, jumping off that 33, 35 feet tall high board, and, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I remember climbing up, you know, this, the, the diving board, and I got to the top, and I looked down, and my nine-year-old, ten-year-old self looking down, it was so tall. It was so high. And I was like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. And, and everyone else had done it. They were jumping in, diving deep, and I was like, I don't know that I can do this. And, and I freak out. And and I ended up going back down the ladder. It's like the ladder of shame. I'm going down because there were other people trying to get up, and they all had to back down to let a little chicken like me because I was too scared of going deep. And, and, I, and I feel like maybe there's some of us here were afraid of going deep because of the unknown. But God got something so awesome, it's so incredible for you, and you're missing out when you don't take the floaties off and go deep, deep into joy. Now today, here's what I want to talk about. I want to kind of talk a little bit about that, but I want to talk specifically about negativity versus joy. Joy versus negativity. And, and let's be honest, all around the world, everything today it is so negative. I mean, there is absolutely very little joy going on in the world that we're seeing from our television and in, in the workplace and our daily lives. There is not a whole lot of joy happening. In fact, there's so much anger, so much negativity. Every time you read the news, maybe the news app or you watch the news, you know, you're, you're, we're seeing people getting sick, you know, people tragically dying. People have lost their job, the economy, we're not sure if we can bounce back or not, and it's kind of scary. You know, injustices, you know, we're seeing uh, injustices happening, not taking place like it should. We, we see a divided 
divided nation, negativity. And it seems like the common message in the world today is the idea that it's the end of the world as we know it. And a lot of people say, man, is this it? Is this the end of the world? And it's so easy to get sucked into the negativity, to get sucked into the fear and the anxiety that seems to overwhelm so many people. And if I could just be transparent with you, there's been different times in my life the past few months. You know, I, I feel like I have been emotionally on the edge. Emotionally on the edge. It, it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing we have social distancing. Because there have been times where, man, if we get too close, I'm about to get fired up. You don't want to be around me. But, but I've been on edge. I've been on edge, you know, discouraged. I find myself more easily discouraged. Often, sometimes I wake up wondering, is it going to end? You know, are we ever going to go back to something that's meaningful? Can we ever rebuild this? And although there's a lot of things wrong in the world today, the reality is, and believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, the reality is that God, he is still doing something amazing all over the world. While there are things going wrong, there are so many things are going right. And here's the deal. We will often find what you're looking for, what I'm looking for, what you're looking for. We will often find it. There's an illustration, there's an illustration I've heard about two bows, two different kinds of bows. There's a buzzard bow, there's an ugly bow, okay? And then you got the buzzard bow and the, the hummingbird. I love hummingbirds, the way that they fly and, and fly like helicopters, right? And uh, we're, we're blessed in Michigan to get to see hummingbirds, you know, around here. And, uh, but buzzard, you know, they like to fly around. And, and all day, every day, they're flying around, and they're looking for dead things. They're looking for the dead stuff. A hummingbird, you know what they do all day long? You know what they're finding? They're looking for the sweet stuff. They're looking for sweetness day after day. And, and they prove the idea that you always find what you're looking for. And you say, man, God, that's a cheesy passage illustration. And I know, but it does prove and it does back up the idea of a very important principle that we find in Proverbs. The, the wisest man in the Bible, King Solomon, he said this in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 27. He said, if you search for good, you will find, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. You want to find negative? You want to be miserable? You can search for it and you can find it. But if you search for good, you can also find that as well. And so today I want to talk about this joy versus negativity. And we're going to talk about those two things. And if you're taking note, if you're taking note, I would love for you to write this down. And here's the, here's the thought, the key thought that I hope that we're getting in our mind today. It's I don't have joy. You don't have joy based on what I feel. I have joy based on what God says. 
based on what God is. And I want you to understand this. I, I don't have joy just because by nature I just feel like everything is going to get better just because I happen to, to show up. I'm not joyful based on a feeling. I, I, I'm joyful because of a truth. I'm joyful not based on what I feel. I'm joyful based on what God says. And here's what I want to do today. Real quickly, I want to give us eight different reasons why we can be joyful in a negative world. Eight different ideas how we can be joyful based on what God says, not based on what we feel, not based on what we hear, not based on what we see, but based on what we know from the Word of God. In Romans chapter 8, man, I love Romans chapter 8. One of, the most, one of my favorite passages of Scripture in the New Testament. And it's so powerful. And there's going to be diff, eight different ideas of why you and I can be joyful. And so I want to jump right into this. Number one, I'm joyful because my sins are forgiven. And my eternity it's secure. I mean, it brings me great joy to know that my sins are forgiven. Look at Romans chapter 8. The Apostle Paul said in verse number 1, he said, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life, he has set you free from the law of sin and death. Now, for those of you who have called on Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been made new in Christ. Your sins, they are forgiven. Your eternity is secure. And I don't know about you, and I can't speak, I can't speak for you, but I have been, in my own life, I have been forgiven of a lot of things. I have been forgiven, and therefore this makes me incredibly joyful about the goodness of our great God who shed his blood so that I can be forgiven, who set aside Jesus to die for my sin so that I can be made new. And it makes me joyful to know that my sins are forgiven, and I have my eternity secured, not because of what I keep doing, but because of what Jesus already did for me on the cross. Now, this doesn't just make me happy. I have contagious joy because I have been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus who shed it on the cross for my sins. And you should have joy. If you're a Christian and a follower of Christ, you've been forgiven. And your eternity is secure. The second idea of why I'm joyful, I'm joyful because Jesus is at the right hand of God and he's praying for me. He's praying for you, he's praying for me. And I don't know about you, but the thought that Jesus is praying for me makes me eternally joyful. I see in Romans chapter 8, verse 34, it says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died. More than that, who was raised to life. He is at the right hand of God. And he's also interceding for us. And the word interceding, it's a very cool word. And that simply means that Jesus is praying 
for you, praying for me. He's in deep prayer for us right now at the right hand of the Father. Now, I don't know if you get excited when somebody prays over you, but, man, there's been times in my life where, man, when someone comes to pray, you know, personally, I've had people in our church who say, God, can I pray for you? And I'm like, yes, you can pray for me. And they've got, you know, they've got that prayer voice. You know what I'm talking about? And they lay their hands on my shoulders, and you can just feel the, the anointing of God is all over. And, 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 and they're praying with the sincerity of their hearts, and they're praying for me. And then when they say amen, they say, God, we're going to keep praying for you every morning, every afternoon, every night. We're praying for you, and I know they mean it, you know, and, and, and it's awesome. I, it is an awesome experience. One of my greatest, one of my greatest experiences is uh, about ten, nine, ten years ago, I was uh, just moved up here, and uh, we had just, I don't even know if we have started Lake Point yet, and, uh, and it, I was attending a conference, a, a pastor's conference in Atlanta, and, uh, and while I was uh, coming home, going back to Atlanta airport, and in front of me, a couple of people in front of me in the security line was Pastor Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Church in California. He wrote the purpose-driven life. And, uh, and I'm like, that's Pastor Rick Warren. And, you know, he's standing in the, in the, in the security line. And I, I kind of wake my way up to him. And I said, hey, Pastor Rick. And, and I told him who I was. I'm planning a church. And he was very interested in the conversation. And, you know, we get to kind of go through the security line. And we kind of got separated uh, by the x-ray machine. And I thought, well, that was it. And, uh, but then we came out the other side of the x-ray. We got our shoes back on. And, and sure enough, our path crossed again. And he said, God, I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for God's wisdom. And uh, in fact, can I pray with you right now? And I'm like, Pastor Rick, you can pray with me right now. You know, right there. You know, Atlanta Airport, people are coming and going back and forth, back and forth. And, and, and right there in the middle of the crowd, you know, Pastor Rick, he's praying over me. And that was a powerful, powerful moment. Well, I've got some better news for somebody here that's watching who needs some prayer right now, and that's the Lord Jesus. He is sitting at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. He has the ear of God, and Jesus knows exactly what, you've, what you're going through because he's been there. He lives on this earth, and Jesus is interceding, and he's praying for you. And you might be thinking, well, doesn't he have something better to do than to think about me and to pray for me? No. Because you matter so much to him. He, is so, he knows the details of your life, and he, it matters to him. The small things, the big things, and he is praying on your behalf. And I'm joyful because I know that at this moment, right now, that Jesus is interceding on my behalf and is interceding on your behalf. To God the Father, he's praying for us. Joyful. Number three, I'm joyful because my future victory, my future victory is greater than my present pain. I'm joyful because I'm, what I'm going through now is that God is doing something in me 
that he is conforming me, he is shaping me, he is molding me to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. My future victory is greater than the pain that I'm going through right now. Verse number 18 in chapter 8. And so I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, some of you might say, well, that, that's easy for Paul to say. And, and if you say that, then you have no idea what the Apostle Paul went through. Paul went through every bit of something significant in his life. He was, he was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was tortured. He was left for dead multiple times. He'd been snake bitten. And he did all of that, and he said, man, I consider the present sufferings of my life. This is the Apostle Paul. And he said, it's not even worth comparing to the glory of God, of what God is going to do in my life. I don't know who it is right now that's watching, that you're in the middle of something difficult. And I'm not going to say it's not difficult, because it probably is. But from the eternal perspective, from God's perspective, it's not even worth comparing what we're going through now to the eternal glory of what our God, whose name is above every name, can do through our pain. And I'm joyful because this is how good my God is, that my future victory is greater than my present pain. I'm joyful, not because of what I feel and what I'm seeing, but because of what God says, that he's in control. Number four, why am I joyful? Well, I'm joyful because my mind is filled with the peace, with the peace of God. Look at verse number six. In Romans 8, six, the mind is governed by the flesh is death. The mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind that's governed by the spirit is life and peace. To those of you who have been born into the family of God. You don't have to be dominated by your fleshly, sinful nature. Your mind can be renewed, transformed by the washing of the water of God's word. God's word renews your mind. And you stop thinking the negative, earthly, sinful thoughts when you start dwelling on the word of God, and, but instead, you, you get a new perspective. You get that eternal perspective that I was talking about based on the word of God, based on his truth. And suddenly, when we start to, to get our head into God's word, our mind into God's word, then we start to see everything from God's perspective because of his goodness, because of his strength and the way he can bring glory in the situation, in the worst of situation, in the middle of trial, you can have a supernatural peace that goes beyond your human ability to explain or to understand. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. You, you've been in the middle of a horrible situation. Maybe you're in a horrible situation right now, and uh, people are like, man, how are you getting through this? And uh, people are wondering, how are, you, how are you looking so cool going through this tough situation? And you say, you know, and you tell them, you say, you know, I don't know all the answers. I'm not getting it through on my own, though. 
I'm getting it because my mind is built on Christ and on his word. And because of that, I have peace that I just can't explain. I can't explain it. And for many of us, we get so flustered. We get so angry about what's going on in the world that we start to lash out on people. We start to blast negativity on our social media. We're angry. I got you, man. Focus on me. Focus on my word. Quit getting caught up in the moment and find joy. Find joy and find peace. Dwell on me. Stop dwelling on the stuff of the world. That's why I, gotta, I, I don't watch as much news no more. I found myself, if I spend so much time on the news, I get worked up. And I also find that the, the more I was spending time watching the news, I was finding myself spending less time on the word of God. And I wasn't having peace. But joy comes when we focus on God's word and let your mind be governed not by the flesh, not by what we see, but we let our mind be governed by what God's word says. And there's peace. And when you find that, there's joy. There's joy that you can have. Number five, I'm joyful because if God is for me, if God is for me, who can be against me? Who can be against you? Verse number 31, Paul says this. He said, what then shall we say and respond to these things? If God is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's call it like it is right now. Who can be against us? Well, some of you say, well, I know somebody. I got people right now that are against me. And the truth is, yes. People will criticize you. They may not like you. They may take shot at you. They may mock you. But the reality is that if God is for us, then what does it really matter? If God is for us, what does it matter? If God approves us, what does it matter what others think? It doesn't matter. When you start living boldly for Jesus, and I hope you do, I hope you'll stand up and be a bold Christ follower, because when you do that, people will persecute you. They will ridicule you for your faith. But if God, if he got your back, then what does it matter? What does it matter? You've got God on your side. And I'm joyful because I believe my God is for me, that he planned to bless me, to prosper me, to, hurt, to not harm me, but to give me hope. In a future, my God, he has a plan to bless you, to prosper you, to give you all of these things. Therefore, we can be joyful because if God is for us, then who can be against us? Who can? Number six, I'm joyful because God's spirit, it helps me in my weakness. It helps me in my weakness. When I'm weak, his spirit, it makes me strong. Verse number 24, Romans chapter 8. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And, and so many of us, that's where you're at right now. You're waiting patiently for the promise of God. But verse 27, he said, I'm sorry, verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit, it helps us in our time of weakness. It helps us when we're weak. 
the Holy Spirit, whenever we're down, he's going to hold you up. Whenever we're hurting, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. When, whenever we feel alone, the Holy Spirit is your friend. Whenever we're weak, the Holy Spirit is strong through us. And, and I can be joyful because I'm never, ever alone. When I am weak, when I'm weak, I get to know God in a more intimate way because that's when his strength comes through in a powerful way in my life. Even on a bad day, the day I never want, I get to, I get to know God in those weak days, in those difficult days because God, God comes through for me. His spirit is strong for me when I'm weak. I'm joyful, not because of what I feel, but because of what God's word says. Number seven, I'm joyful because my God is working everything, everything in my life for good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It said, we know that in all things, that, that's everything. That's the good, that's the bad, that's the ugly. That's the good days you're having, that's the, that's the day that you wish you'd never had. Everything. God said, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I mean, it gives me joy knowing that God is working it all out, everything, for my good, for my good. There's not a thing that will happen in your life. There's not a thing, not a thing that will happen in your life and my life that the goodness of our God will not transform into something that eventually will bring him glory. You can look back in your life. And you can see this. You know, years and years ago when that bad thing took place. And, you, you, and, and over time, you're looking back. And the further away you get from that past awful experience, the more you see the hand of, the hand of God, the faithful hand of God in that situation. He's working. He's working right now. Even when you don't see him, sometimes you don't feel him. Sometimes you think he's not working, but faith, it tells you that he is working, that he is present. Faith tells you that I can trust in him because he knows the end from the beginning, long before tomorrow starts. God's already there. He's in control. He knows how things will work out. And he's so amazingly good and so powerful that he's working in everything and all things. And the very thing right now that's crushing your heart, right now, you might be in that season of life. I know that one day you'll be able to look back and you're going to see the faithful hand of God and how God worked things out. He is working in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Number eight, here's the last one. I'm joyful. I'm joyful because nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. And I hope that there's someone here that you will feel this today. That, you, you, that there's nothing in this world, nothing that can separate you from the love of our God the Father. 
In fact, Romans 8, verse 38 and 39, it speaks to the power and truth of that statement. Pastor Paul said, I am convinced. Man, I love how, I, I love that word. I'm, I'm, I love how Paul is so sure of this statement. He said, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. No matter where you go, my friend, no matter where you go, our God is there. No matter what you do, our God still loves you. No matter what happens in your life, your God is still for you. You cannot outrun his love. You cannot do something to cause him to stop loving you. You cannot run away from his presence. He will chase you down. That's, like, uh, that's why I love the song, Reckless Love. I mean, he'll break down the walls. Nothing will stop his love for you. He is for you. In fact, there's some of you right now. And you may be trying, you may be trying to argue why everything is bad, and why everything is going difficult, and you're angry. You're angry at God, and 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 and, and you're, you're running away from God. Your faith is weak. And people ask you, man, why do? God allowed bad things to happen to good people. And you say, I don't have a great answer for that. And I, I'm beginning to wonder myself. And that's where you're at. That's where you're at. But the reason why you haven't walked away, and the reason why you're still here, and you're listening to this right now, is because God is running you down. He's chasing after you. You want to be negative. You, you're angry right now. You don't want to like it. But there's something inside of you that is saying, I still want to believe. I still want to believe. And you say, what is that? That's that the faith seed that God puts inside of you that says, yes, there may be a lot of bad things going on in this world, but I still have a God who's bigger than the worst thing that ever happened in this world. And I have a Savior whose name is above every name. And I'm not done. I still want to believe. And my friend, I'm joyful. I'm joyful because not because of what I feel, not because of what I see or, or hear. I'm joyful because of what God says in his word, I'm joyful because of the truth. I'm joyful because my sins are forgiven and that my eternity is secure. I'm joyful because my Savior, Jesus, is just at the right hand of God the Father who's praying for me. I, I'm joyful because my present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory that will one day be revealed. I'm joyful because my mind is filled with the peace of God. I'm joyful because my God is for me Therefore, nobody can be against me. I'm joyful because God's spirit works my weakness. And you have no idea how often I need his help because I am weak. 
I am vulnerable, and I need strength more than you can possibly imagine. I'm joyful because my God is working in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm joyful that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of Jesus Christ, my Savior and my Lord. I'm joyful. And when everyone else says, man, the world is falling apart, that, that this is the worst thing ever and my life stinks. I can't believe, I can't believe we're here. When everyone says that, when the world is crying out, you've got to take a step back. I pray that you'll do this. That you'll take a step back and say, yeah. And there's a lot of bad things in the world. There is. But I'm not going to look at life from a negative perspective. Because I can find negative all day long. But I'm going to seek the joy of the Lord because my God, he's much bigger than the negativity that's happening. Yes, there are negative things, but I'm joyful not because of what I feel, not because of what I see, but because of what my God says and because of who he is. I choose. I choose. Because joy is a choice. I choose to believe in the goodness of God, and when everyone else is acting like a buzzard, seeking dead things, I'm going to be a hummingbird, and I'm going to look for the sweetness and the goodness of God everywhere I look, because God, he's that good. Contagious joy. The world is looking for it. They have enough negativity. Followers of Christ, church, let's step up as children of God. Let's move with passion, full of joy, contagious, unspeakable joy in your life and mine. Our Heavenly Father, we ask you today to help us to see the joy. Help us to dwell on Romans chapter 8. Because here's the Apostle Paul, everything going at him. The Apostle Paul had all the negativity of the world going against him. But in Romans 8, we see a declaration of, of everything that he's standing for. Because of your word, we can find joy. Because of your truth, we can find joy. Not because of what I feel, what I see but because we can go deep, deep into joy. And God, I pray that some of us here today that are watching, we're living in a shallow end of negativity. We're happy one day, we're mad the next day. We got our floaties on. We're just kind of going through the motions. God, I pray that we will dive our life, what we see in Romans 8. And find joy, true joy that's much deeper than our happiness. Our happiness is fleeting. Our happiness is chasing after the wind. But joy is constant, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on in our lives. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, we can experience joy no matter what. And God, I know that there might be someone here watching this morning 
you don't have Jesus into your life. You don't have a relationship with him. And I'm looking at you for just a minute. And if that's you, you say, God, I don't know Jesus. I've been kind of going through the motion of life. I'm just in the shallow end. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to find all these things to give me happiness. And everything I do, nothing seems to satisfy. And today I realize that joy is a person, not a feeling. That joy is found in a man named Jesus who died on the cross. And he died on the cross for you. The Bible says all we have to do is cry out to him and make a declaration of faith. A declaration. We, did, we get to declare with our mouth. The Bible says we declare with our mouth and we confess our sins. That means we're in agreement. We agree that we're a sinner. That's what the word confess means. I agree I'm a sinner. But I declare that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I want to follow after him. And I want to take the floaties off. And I want to start living deep. I want to experience what you talk about, those eight things. I want that in my life too. The Bible says all you have to do is cry out to him. And here's what you have to do. If you're watching, you can pray a prayer like this and say, Dear God, you can pray it out loud where you're at or silently in your heart. You say, Dear God, I agree, I'm a sinner. I have fallen short of the mark of perfection. I'm nowhere close to perfection. And because of my sins, I deserve a life without you. I deserve eternity without you. I deserve what the Bible talks about. I deserve hell, eternal separation in an awful place. But God, I want, I want to experience a new life. I want to experience a new life. And I want to experience that joy that I can have found in Jesus. And so today, God, I'm asking you to send your son Jesus into my life. I'm declaring that Jesus is my savior. And I'm inviting him to my heart. I want him to be my Lord. Forgive me of my sins and give me a new life, and this life, and eternity. Help me to live the life of joy that only you can give. In your name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We are so glad that you were able to join us today. I hope that you were blessed by Pastor Scott's message and the worship today. Here at Lake Point Church, we are all about helping people take their next step towards God. So if you made a next step today, we would love to celebrate with you and just give you any resources if you need them. If you text the word next step, all one word, to the number 586-800-0432, we will send you a link. We, again, we just want to celebrate with you. We want to know how we can walk alongside you. If you feel led to give to Lake Point, you can text the word LP give to that same number as well.